Hello and welcome to the stunning history of today. I'm Daz. And I'm Steph. Oh, so many. Well, firstly, Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) We're a bit behind on the times, but Happy New Year. 2022. Oh, no. Don't say that. Thoughts and feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I personally, the only thought I have is can the, the masks go away? And with the masks, can the pandemic also go away? That'd be great. Because I'm sick and tired of uh, just people. I, I don't know. The pandemic has brought the worst in people, and I, I hate everyone even more than before now. I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> oh, wow. T. Let's not get into it because I will start ranting as well. But <laughs> that's fine. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> but we've had some changes to our piece. Firstly, the good ish news I started an Instagram because I gave into pressure to be a social media piece. So. <laughs> We have an Instagram now. You can find us. It's T-Shot Podcast. Yes. Oh, I she guess you just type in stunning history of today and I will pop up. Come and join in on the awkward fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I think we we should actually put the T-Shot Podcast like in our tag, like our personal tagline oh, on Instagram. Bit, oh, Didn't tea. even think about that. Okay, there you go. It's going to be we're, in the tagline. We're so on good at this. <laughs> Social media, when we are experts. 10 out of 10 <laughs> professionals right here. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, in other news, um, we're doing this differently this time because I'm not in the UK anymore. <laughs> so rude. I don't appreciate Such this. sadness. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, no, but I blame certain governments and we're not going to talk about that today. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. It's a no fun me. But, uh... With the magic of technology, I'm in Australia and Steph, bless you, still in London. So. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we'll try our best. I mean, this is low key scary, but like, we'll, we'll be fine, right? We'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Perfect. Starting. Right. Shall we just jump right in? We're going to jump right in. Do it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> It's already started. I'm going back into it, guys. Back into the broadest accent you've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> I'm waiting no. to find out who's died this time, Roz. You know what? I thought we've had a little bit of a break. Maybe I'll do something nice. And today is low-key a special day for me because um, it's my birthday. Woo! Happy um, birthday to us! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not the kind of person who's like... I hate birthdays because I'm getting older and I'm dying. That's not my problem. It's more of like, what have I achieved since my last birthday? That's my problem. Lord, have Don't mercy. Don't look at me like that. Oh, Lord. We're back Give at it such again. dirty looks. You're like, excuse you. Like, yeah, yeah. Girl, you're absolutely fine. I'm two years older than you. I think you'll survive. No, but that's the thing. It's not about my age, like the number. It's about like, what do I do with my life? Do you think anyone in our generation knows what they're doing with their lives? If you know what you're doing with your lives, those of you who are actually listening, you're lying to yourselves or congratulations. (laughs) No, you got your your shit together and you're actually amazing. So well done. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho. So, uh, yeah, this is, it's not, it's something, I guess it is kind of sad, but it's it's a dramatic piece. And uh, I thought, why not? You know? Oh my god. Pick a story that suits the birthday girl. Am I right? Are we recounting like the day of your birth? 
Is your mum going to be a guest star? I would never, <laughs> never. Sorry, mum. I would never do that. <laughs> Anywho. So, so on this day, 30th of January, 1889. We're going back again. This is an old piece. It's 133 years ago. Wrong. Prince Rudolf of Austria was found dead with his lover, Baroness Mary Vetsera. This event also goes by the name of the mailing incident. So this is the T. So, yeah, dramatic, extra. It, let's, well, yeah, it'd be so nice. I mean, it literally was about two seconds and someone's already dead. So that's a new record. Yeah, I mean, in, in true test fashion, let's be real. <laughs> I haven't changed that much. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rudolph was born in a castle near Vienna as the son of Emperor Franz Joseph the first and empress elizabeth um whose nickname was Cece. now before i move on i remember i went to vienna as a kid as, with my family and they're obsessed with Cece. like she is the best thing that's ever happened to them they are obsessed everywhere you go she's everywhere they loved her so that's just a little bit of tea i'm, I'm still trying to figure out how you got see well not you personally but how they got Cece from Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth is spelt with an S instead of a Z. Oh, makes more sense. Okay, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so, um, this little... <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, no, yeah, no, no. You're fine. I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, this little piece, he was named after the first Habsburg king of Germany, Rudolf I, who reigned from 1273 to 1291. And Rudolf was raised together with his older sister, Gisela, and the two uh, were very close. Also, I will get names wrong. Sorry, let's move on before, <laughs> before I dig myself into a hole of names. At the age of six, uh, Rudolf was separated from his sister as he began his education to become a future emperor of Austria. So they did the typical thing of like, you're the girl, just pr- learn how to sew, but you're the boy and you're going to be like emperor, so we better educate the hell out of you. So kind of separated. I know, I know. I'm sorry, without being rude, but, like, there are so many leaders, like... Okay, yeah, there's so many leaders on this planet that are female, and they have next to no conflict with anyone. Like, (laughs) for for the 21st century, the Prime Minister of New Zealand did a great job with the pandemic, and she did it all whilst, like, being a new mother. Amazing, we love that. Like, the um, ministers for defense of the Scandinavian countries are all female. And guess what? They don't have conflicts. <laughs> they just, instead of, like, let's start a war, they're like, hey, guys, guys, why don't we uh, just chill out and uh, <laughs> let's just talk this through. <laughs> and you know what? It works. <laughs> and it works, honestly. Um, but it's also, like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be taking my monarch knowledge from the crown but when when, um when they did the whole thing of like elizabeth being trained to be queen and they left margaret out of it it's kind Mm -hmm. of a similar thing because they were like oh well you're not going to be queen so you don't need to know any of this i mean i guess but maybe it's like a firstborn thing these days more than it is a you know your male a boy and a girl thing yeah tt Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was my we've already, fault. We've already been on a tangent. This is crazy. It's just um, my disgust of men all the time, 24-7 within these things. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so their separation for their education, it did not change their relationship. And 
Gisela remained close to him until she left Vienna upon her marriage to Prince Leopold of Bavaria, married off to more royalty. So in contrast with his deeply conservative father, Rudolf held liberal views that were closer to those of his mother, who everyone was obsessed with, like I said, Cece. Uh, nevertheless, his relationship with her, um, his mum, Cece, was at times strained. So even though they had similar views and they were both like, you know, your father's a bit of a weirdo, they still didn't <laughs> get on. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. It's just that conversation. I just imagine that she's having, just, she just sits them down. Maybe they're at breakfast or something and he's not there for whatever reason. He's like, guys, just so you remember, your dad's a bit of a weirdo. He's just just a let it run. Weirdo. It's fine. <laughs> but we love him anyway because he's the emperor. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway. So in Vienna on the 10th of May, 1881, Rudolf married Princess Stephanie of... Oh, Stephanie of Belgium. Oh! You were, you were a princess of Belgium. Uh, <laughs> she was a daughter of King Leopold II of Belgium, and uh, they got married in Vienna. Although their marriage was initially a happy one, by the time their only child and the Archduchess Elizabeth was born on the 2nd of September, 83, 1883, just in case you got confused there. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, the couple had drifted apart and he found solace in drink and other female companionship. Disgusting. He started having affairs and wanted to write to the Pope about the possibility of annulling his marriage to Stephanie, but the Emperor, his dad, forbade it. He was like, Nuppers, you're married. Deal with it. I'm not uh, Do you reckon, like, since, because um, it was uh, King Henry who decided that, you know, Divorce should be an actual thing, especially for um, mm. royal people and, so- and stuff. And stuff. Um, and stuff. Do you reckon, like, ever since there's been that situation, and then every single pope since then, every time they get a letter from a royal person, like, who wants to divorce this time? Jesus Christ. He's like, honestly, really? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this again, Another guys. one. Another one? Oh. <laughs> Literally. Well, um, not... To be fair, he was a bit etched because in 1886, the pair, Stephanie and Rudolf, were diagnosed with gonorrhea thanks to the fact that Rudolf had 10 million affairs. And because of this, <laughs> Stephanie was now sterile. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. This is why you so, don't trust like, men. No love lost between them, I would say. Okay, so in late 1888, the 30-year-old crown prince met the 17-year-old Baroness Marie von Vetsera. She's uh, known by the more fashionably Anglophile name Mary, and they began an affair. So 30 and 17. Like, I mean, I guess in those days it wasn't a big deal, because, like, 30, you were an old man. (laughs) And, like... I mean, considering they you were pumping out babies, like yeah, considering they didn't live long anyway. You know, can't we can't we can't uh, can't go after him. We can't counsel him just because of that. We could counsel him because he's low key a beast, but you know, anyway. <laughs> By 1889, uh, many people at the imperial court, including Rudolf's parents and his wife Stephanie, knew that Rudolf and Mary were having an affair. It was like the worst kept secret ever. And on the 29th of January 1889, Franz Joseph and Elizabeth gave a family dinner before leaving for Buda in Hungary, which I'm assuming Budapest? I mean, that would make sense, but I'm not going to make assumptions right? here. Yeah, me neither. Okay. 
Uh, Rudolf um, excused himself, claiming that he was indisposed. Uh, he had arranged for days of sh- uh, shooting at the Mailing Hunting Lodge uh, early in the morning of the 30th. But when his valet went to call him, there was no answer. Oh. Uh-oh. So Joseph Hoy- Hoyos. Hoyos. Yeah. <laughs> The Archduke's hunting <laughs> companion. He joined in with no response. They tried to force the door, but it would not give. And finally, the valet smashed in a door panel of a hammer so that he could put his hand through to open the door from the inside. He found the room shuttered and half dark, and Rudolph was uh, found sitting, but some accounts say he was lying, so who knows, motionless by the side of the bed, leaning forward and bleeding from the mouth. Before him... On the bedside table stood a glass and a mirror. Don't know why that's significant. Maybe that will come up later. Oh, too. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I'm just teasing you. And you're going to be like, why did you mention that? And I'm like, oh, well. It's because um, you're just being a beast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, without closer examination in the pool light, the valet assumed that the crown prince had drunk poison from the glass since he knew that there was a type of poison that would cause the bleeding from the mouth. Fair enough. Okay. On the bed lay the body of Mary. Rigor mortis had already set in, so she'd been dead for quite some time. Uh, the mistaken impression that the poison was involved, and even that the Baroness had poisoned the Crown Prince and then killed herself, would persist for some time. Wow. But what is the tea? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. I'm curious. We'll find out. Um, so he rushed to the station... And took a train to Vienna because he was like, I need to tell his parents that he is dead. So (laughs) he wanted to break the news to the emperor himself. uh, But because of the protocol um, that the palace had, which was very strict and controlled, the uh, notification process was um, a bit more, I don't want to say it was difficult, but it was a bit like, let's talk to three people before we tell the emperor. (laughs) The Emperor's adjutant general, his name was Pa, he um, said that only the Empress, the, his wife Cece, could break such catastrophic news to the Emperor. No one else should tell him. So the controller of the Empress's household was summoned. He in turn sent for Cece, um, uh, Cece's favourite Hungarian lady-in-waiting, to determine how they should tell the empress. So already they <laughs> they got the emperor piece who then got the controller piece who then got the lady in waiting just to be like how do we how do we tell her? So to her face that might be a good idea. Jesus. To her face. Oh, this so, is so long. <laughs> <laughs> I think half of my storytelling right I'm storytelling tests calm down. <laughs> Half of this piece is um, them trying to figure out what to tell. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to no, be okay. like hour one. And it's like, so then they told the farmer down the road who told their sheep. It's like, <laughs> man, just go straight to them. At this point, all of Hungary knows except uh, the emperor. Except the emperor. <laughs> Pretty much, too. Uh, so Elizabeth was at a Greek lesson and she was quite impatient about the interruption. She was like why are you interrupting my Greek lesson? So when uh, the Baron Nopska came in and announced he had urgent news, Elizabeth replied that he must wait and come back later because she's in the middle of her lesson. Leave her alone. 
the countess, who is the lady in waiting, insisted that Nopska must be received immediately, and finally adding that there was grave news about the crown prince. That would get your attention for sure. Mm-hmm. So, the emperor appeared outside of Cece's apartments and was forced to wait there with Nopska. And it is reported that the Empress broke the news to her husband in private, but she took it very badly. She basically had a breakdown. But of course, it's her little son, even though they didn't get along. It's your the future of the royal family, because, uh, you know, you have a child's a woman. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, clearly our minds went in two different directions. You said, you know, future of Hungary, and I'm just like, it's a, it's a part of her. Well, no, yeah. too. I mean, I did say son, and then I realized they did low-key hate each other. But yeah. that doesn't matter, because it's still your it's son. It's still your son, yeah. But it's also the future of your royalness. <laughs> I mean, just make another one, adopt one, I don't know, just... Make another one. <laughs> sure. So, um, the Minister for Police was summoned, and the National Security Services sealed off the Imperial Hunting Lodge and the surrounding area. Uh, the body of Mary was interred as soon as possible without um, any sort of inquiry, and it was all done in secret. Her mother was not even allowed to attend her burial. It was all done very quickly. Oh, no. And you'll find out why. Oh, so, no. A statement was released uh, stating that the prince had died due to a rupture of an aneurysm of the heart, basically a heart attack. So the imperial family and imperial court were still under the impression that he had been poisoned. And it appears that even Mary's mother, whose name was Helen, she initially believed all this as well. Uh, So they were just convinced that whatever had happened to was poisoned. They hadn't really decided who did what. But because if it was... Oh, well, I'll get into this. Okay, so... (laughs) The imperial court medical commission, headed by Dr... Weiderhofer, let's just say yeah, he arrived at the lodge that afternoon and established a more accurate cause of death. So he made his report to the emperor at 6am the following morning and the official Gazette of Vienna still reported the original story that day. Uh, In quotes, his royal and imperial highness crown prince Archduke Rudolf died yesterday at his hunting lodge from the rupture of an aneurysm of the heart. So they were still spouting that story even though the family at this stage knew that the official report would say he was shot okay so right they just i I assume they just don't want to like cause some sort of panic or speculation as to why someone would want this guy dead so they're like oh he just died of a a natural piece i guess yeah so i guess i'm gonna say this oh I'll just say it now. And if I repeat myself, tough love, because I don't care. (laughs) But um, the the theory is that it was a suicide pact and that he shot her and then shot himself. And the main reason they wouldn't share that is that suicide is a sin (laughs) and would mean you can't be buried with like the royal family and it basically would put shame on the family oh that's why her mother couldn't attend yeah she was more of like a secret piece where they kind of didn't really talk about her they were like we don't need to know about her okay so how this all unfolds so the foreign correspondence 
descended on the lodge and soon learned that Rudolph's mistress was implicated in his death. So at the start, they never even mentioned she was there. They never even mentioned that she had actually died. So the first official version of a heart attack was quickly dropped when people started realising that two people had died. Uh, It was announced that the crown prince had first shot the baroness in a suicide pact and sat by her body for several hours before shooting himself. That's one um, story of how it went. Uh, Rudolph and the emperor were known to have recently had a violent argument with Franz Joseph demanding that his son end the liaison of his teenage mistress. Uh, Their deaths were the tragic result of the desperate decision of thwarted lovers taken in quotes while the balance of the archduke's mind was disturbed so they're basically trying to justify it by saying it was like forbidden love and he he was mentally unbalanced and it was a moment of like what's the word when people have like that moment of uh what like a crime of passion well no like um when they when they say like they went crazy for like a split second I could not give you. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So they're saying that that's basically what happened. He had a moment of like, moment of madness. Just lost it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, the police closed their investigations with surprising haste, in apparent response to the emperor's wishes. He was like, "Stop! Just stop it! (laughs) Stop investigating." (laughs) So Franz Joseph did everything in his power to get the church's blessing for Rudolf's burial in the imperial crypt. This would have been impossible had the crown prince deliberately committed murder or suicide. Uh, The Vatican issued a special dispensation declaring that Rudolf had been in a state of mental imbalance and he now lies with 137 other Habsburgs in Vienna. So they got their way. Uh, The dossier on the investigations and related actions were not deposited in the state's archives as they would typically have been. So some kind of secrets... (laughs) There's always some sort of, like, secret with royal families and stuff. I'm not even surprised at this point. Literally. Uh, So, the allegations of double murder masked as a murder-suicide have also been made. Basically, no one is 100% sure what unfolded. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other thing that has arisen from this was that because he died, it caused a bit of a crisis with who is going to be the next emperor Mm -hmm. because he was the only son and uh carl ludwig became heir presumptive to the austro-hungarian empire but he renounced his succession rights a few days later in favor of his eldest son franz ferdinand So there's a theory that if this piece had not died, whether it was murder, suicide, whatever, yeah. then maybe World War One may not have happened. Oh my god. Domino <laughs> effect. <laughs> oh my god. I remember the story about um Franz Ferdinand and like the, the failed assassination attempt on his life. Which mm. was like corrected, I don't know, five minutes later. But um, <laughs> I don't want to say corrected, but you know what I mean. It was carried out. Yes, it, again, it, they pulled later. through. <laughs> yeah, they pulled through. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But, oh my god, that's crazy! Oh, oh, I'm so fascinated. But tea. <laughs> <laughs> so this this whole thing, like, so apart from you know the, we'll get into theories about what everyone thinks have happened, but. Yeah, the fact that it possibly could have changed the course of history had it not happened was mm-hmm. very interesting. Oh. 
We'll just see. Okay, so in uh, July 2015, the Austrian National Library issued copies of Mary's letters of farewell to her mother and other family members. These letters previously believed to be lost or destroyed. They were found in a safety deposit box in an Austrian bank where they had been uh, sitting there since 1926. Uh, The letters written uh, at the lodge shortly before the deaths state clearly that Mary was preparing to commit suicide alongside Rudolph. This is a quote, I'm assuming, I don't know, translations, you know, who knows. But it says, Dear Mother, please forgive me for what I've done. I could not resist love. In accordance with him, I want to be buried next to him in the cemetery of Arland. I am happier in death than life. Wow, that's dramatic. You were were not joking when you said it was dramatic. Yeah, like, she lived for the drama, and I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) But the other part of it which was i guess i don't know if i mentioned it in the theories because i read a lot about the different theories but there was a theory that he the prince had like such depressive episodes that it's not the first time he actually asked a lover to commit suicide with him a few days before he was with another mistress i think her name was mizzy and apparently he had asked her like do you want to like die with me and she thought it was a joke and she was like <laughs> no uh <laughs> so <laughs> so i think so one theory is that he was just oh yeah he uh i just noticed i'm about to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> before i even just started but yeah he first proposed the double suicide to yeah her name was mizzy casper she was a courtesan and she refused and uh basically well thought it was a joke and so Rudolph proposed the death pact with the more susceptible Mary because she was young and naive and thought she was in love so there's the theory that he was just depressed suicidal and I don't know wanted to I don't know why you'd want someone to do it with you (laughs) but wow maybe it's I mean okay maybe it was to like cover up the fact that he was depressed and suicidal in that way like if he did it with someone it would be more like oh it was about romance and love and stuff and the fact that they could be together or whatever yes and you would do anything for love but mizzy won't do that i think i said i don't know maybe it's because like you did mention that they there was a the stigma of shame for that kind of thing Mm. and maybe he didn't want to put his family through that but he did it low-key regardless And he just wanted to cover it up with someone else's death. So essentially he dragged someone else into his depression who was very impressionable and she lost her life. Mm-hmm. What a dick. Well, what? Sorry, but like, yeah, that's, that's incredibly selfish. Maybe. Not saying that, yeah. you know, if you're depressed, you're selfish, but like to drag someone into it like that, that is very selfish. Mm. And you've essentially ruined that person and their family and friends' life. So... Too, too. Um, uh, this historian who wrote a book about all of this, she said that Rodolph was a poetic young man and brooded a lot. He was ill with syphilis. I don't know how many other diseases. <laughs> <laughs> and felt guilty that he had infected his wife. And so this theory was widely accepted by historians. They all agree that this is probably what happened was that it was a murder-suicide and that, or like a suicide pact and that it was because he, uh, you know, was such sadness. In another book, another historian, his name's Gerd Holler, he uh, said that 
Mary was possibly pregnant with Rudolph's child and that he arranged for an abortion, but she died in the process. And then, because of that, Rudolph then committed suicide. I don't know how... Yeah. <laughs> That's another theory. And then another theory after that was that um, Rudolph died in a drinking brawl. And the story goes is that Mary's relatives forced their way into the lodge. Rudolph drew a revolver to protect himself, accidentally shooting Mary, and then was killed by one of her relatives. But I don't really know how much proof there is about those two theories. I, I think mean, people just want to get fancy. The last one was there. I, I don't know if if it's gonna if it has popped up in your research, but was there any evidence that they forced their way into the manor? Like you know, was furniture kind of strewn about? Was I'm not saying the door was like kicked in, um, but you know that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, my understanding is new because they couldn't even get into the lodge when they found him. Mm-hmm. So you would think that if they pushed their way into the lodge, that there would already be like a broken door or a broken window that they mm-hmm. could have gone into. Yeah. Or that even if sense. like, yeah, it t- t- totally does make sense. But even if they didn't like physically break their way through the door, like what if he opened it and they just kind of like pushed the door once it was open, therefore no evidence of force entry. Maybe like, Dang. you know, um, someone like like messed up the rug or something like that on their way in maybe you know things fell amongst this brawl but if there was no evidence of that i can't really support that last theory yeah i don't yeah well basically all the theories i don't think there's really a hundred percent evidence on any of them but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what shall I? uh but the last little piece in 1959, a young doctor named Gerd Holler, which I'm pretty sure I just mentioned, wrote the book. Yep. Uh, he wrote a book as well, apparently. <laughs> he stationed in the area he accompanied by, accompanied by a member of Mary's family and specialists in uh, funeral preservation. He inspected her remains and he carefully examined the skull and other bones for traces of a bullet hole, but stated that he found no such evidence. So maybe she wasn't shot? Who knows? He uh, claimed that he petitioned the Vatican to ins- inspect the 1889 archives of the affair. Um, and they had concluded that only one bullet was fired. Maybe not in her. So lacking forensic evidence of a second bullet, Hola advanced the theory that Mary died accidentally. And he thinks that's why she died from a abortion gone wrong. And then... Rudolph was so sad that he shot himself. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we'll round this up because I think I've pretty much mentioned everything that's (laughs) interesting. Okay, so on the surface, the deaths would seem to be the result of a suicide pact between lovers. Uh, Rudolph was married with no possibility of divorce. Mary's family would soon insist she marry someone else. So you can be like, star-crossed lovers. Um, If so, they've basically had the thought of if we can not be together in life as man and wife that rhymed <laughs> they could be together in death uh the couple's farewell letters give credence to this account and there's little else about the story that rings true t um that's not my theory by the way i'm just reading quotes <laughs> but uh, countless royals before rudolph had found a way to have their cake and eat it too if you know <laughs> what i'm saying loveless marriages were the norm among you know the royalty and the such and they had been like that for centuries 
Both male and female rulers took lovers and had children out of wedlock. Some even recognised these children and gave them prominent positions in government. So, obviously there's a lot of theories about what really happened. Some point to the fact that Prince Rudolf had been suicidal for years. Others say maybe it was an assassination staged to look like suicide. And others say maybe it was an accident. We'll never really know, but historians <laughs> have theories. Um, and that's all the tape. <laughs> wow. I think, is that the most dramatic one that we've done? It's the most dramatic one. I just, I can't help but think, like, if it was, if it was anything to do with the first theory, then that's hella dramatic. It's, um, it's dramatic and, and full of, I mean, I don't want to say it's romantic because it's, it's depressing. Like, who do they think they were? <laughs> when you love someone so much, you would die. Uh, no, if I love someone so much, I'd live. Thank you. I love me too. Jesus. Oh, positive vibes. Yes, queen. Yes. You need to love yourself. You can love somebody, but love yourself, man. Wise words from the Stephanie Hart. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Hart. <laughs> oh, Hart. Such. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have a theory I'm, like, sold on because... There's a letter from her. I mean that, but then they say that hasn't been verified that it was written by her. Then there's the fact that there's no real evidence she was shot, and mm -hmm. then, like, I don't know. I can't make up my mind as to what the tea is. I mean, I guess we'll never really know. Um, uh, well, you know, historians and archaeologists and all sorts—they love to dig up stuff from the past all the time. So I guess someone will find out in the future. Tea comes out, guys. It always does. Yeah, you can hide it all you like, but but she'll always out. come out. The tea yeah. will spill, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. That that <laughs> is the tea. Anyway, that was <laughs> that was uh, January thirtieth. The suspected murder suicide suicide pack. I don't know what do you want to call it, but the mailing incident. There you have it. I hope you learnt something. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Great choice, Tess. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, so that's it for this week. Oh, by the way, we're going to try... Because we're separated by like 17 oceans um, and time zones are ridiculous. Like who even thought that was a good idea? Um, we're going to try and do two a month, I think, is what we're going to mm -hmm. try and do. Yeah. So um, we're trying to get them to be... I mean, they're not going to be frequent because look at look at us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being like, funny, but like we've got time zones, we've got different countries. Some of us have jobs, and we've got lives, <laughs> and <Yeah>. lives. <laughs> so literally, we got to do those things. But we'll try our best and uh, go and follow us on Instagram. Say hi. Tell us what you liked, and don't say what you didn't like because I will cry. So just positive <laughs> stuff, please. Don't challenge them. You know they're going to do it, right? <laughs> Don't come after me because I will just take it. I won't even yes. block you. I'll be like, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> if you are going to comment, uh, comment with your theories on what you think yes. happened. Not just in this episode, but the think? previous ones. Yes, please. I've been posting. I think by this point, they should all be up from past episodes so go and check that out if you wanted to see what someone's face looked like I'm going to save you a trip to Google so you're welcome <laughs> it's all there on Instagram 
And uh, yeah, if you follow us, I'll be posting updates of when episodes come out. And uh, talk to me. Why are you laughing at me? It's when you said... Oh, you're going to hate me so much. It's when you said what people's face looks like. And then I thought of Oscar Wilde. And you thought of what? Oscar Wilde. Oh. I'm so sorry. I knew that was coming. Okay, if, if, if you guys haven't heard this particular episode before, go listen. You'll understand why I've mentioned Oscar Wilde and why I'm laughing. Because I can't stop looking at Tess now. Hey! <laughs> I love you. Don't I'm leave so me. <laughs> Don't go further away. <laughs> when I tried to find a photo of him, I tried to find the least looking me photo and it still <laughs> looked a little bit like me. And I was like, this is just... <sighs> I'm just resigned to this now. What if you're just Oscar Wilde it. but reborn? Uh, I'm not as poetic as him, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, have you heard you speak? It's pretty amazing. <laughs> well thank you I tried so hard <laughs> anywho so yes go and follow us go and be so nice I hope you enjoyed I've been Tess and I've been Steph and we've been stunning thanks for listening please come back <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs>